If you're a teacher on summer break and you're thinking, I really don't want to go back to school in the fall because, well, I love teaching, but the pay isn't great. Well, then this is the episode for you. Today, I'm speaking with Joanne Kaminsky of Online Tutor Coach. Joanne is a trailblazer in the world of online tutoring. With 20 plus years of experience as a teacher and reading specialist, she has made a seamless transition to become a sought after online reading tutor and business coach. As the founder of Online Tutor Coach, Joanne empowers over 20,000 tutors to grow their businesses and reach more students. From her popular YouTube channel and Facebook group to her inspiring Instagram posts and podcast, Joanne is changing the game for online tutors everywhere. In this episode, she gives you some juicy nuggets on what to do to get started in your own online tutoring business. So keep listening. Welcome to the Aligned Businesswoman podcast, where your inner goddess activates your strategic CEO. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and service providers looking for a simple way to grow their business. Each week, I share simple, actionable steps you can use to build a profitable business that is aligned to your energy without having to cold DM strangers or follow outdated selling strategies. I'm here to help you tap into your natural talents and step into your power to show up confidently on social media and grow your business. Welcome to another episode of the Aligned Businesswoman podcast. Vanessa here. I have a special guest, Joanne Kaminsky of OnlineTutorCoach.com. And this specific podcast episode is for those teachers out there that are looking to transition into having their own business or maybe even a side hustle. So Joanne has a lot of nuggets for you if you are considering those things. So thank you, Joanne, for being here. I'm so excited that we're able to talk about this because before we hit lo- or hit record, you had mentioned some really interesting things that I actually know some teachers that um, actually, before I got into what I do, I had a network of teachers that I sold to. I was a financial services representative. And so I, I know a lot of the struggles that the teachers go through when it's like, I love what I do. However, I got I wish I would make more money. So I'm glad mm-hmm. we're talking about this. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to have you here. So before we dive into all the things you want to share and your expertise, tell me, how did you get started in this business? Yeah, it started because I was a classroom teacher. I was a classroom teacher. I taught in third grade and fourth grade, and uh, I, I quickly moved up the ranks and began teaching teachers how to teach our reading program across the country. And then um, my school actually asked me to become the reading curriculum coordinator when I had kids. And it was mama guilt. Um, I, I was I was constantly having that mama guilt of, can I be a great mom and a great teacher and all of these things? And um you know, constantly struggling with that, which led to a health scare. And I was in and out of the hospital and I had to really start to figure out what did I want to do with my life. And I had three young kids at home at that point in time. So I really had to make that choice of, is it the kids? Is it the job? Is it, you know, what is it going to be? And, uh, and I said, you know what, maybe I could marry those two. Maybe I could work from home and I could be a, a, a better mom to my kids. And, and and then my health would improve over time and and life would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. I hear that often. 
there was some kind of scare, some kind of an intense emotion that's like, wait a minute, we're not doing things how you know, that are aligned. And so it kind of brings us back into like focus and really mm -hmm. considering like what are other priorities in life? What's what's the meaning of, you know, being here? Who are the people we really want to enjoy life with? So when you had that happen, like all that those things happen and you decided to start this business, like what were the first things that you started to put into place? So for anyone <laughs> that's out there that's like, oh my gosh, like that sounds really scary. Did you just dive all right in or did you like, you know, set the foundation before you completely transition to a business owner? Yeah. So I I dived right in. In fact, um, I left the school system, did not renew my contract, but my husband made me sign something that said that I could come back in one year, that I was only really taking one year leave of absence. But inside of my mind, I was like, I'm not coming back. Like there is no going back for me because this was not working. Um, but for him, I, I feel like for our marriage, I needed to sign that to say, look, I understand you. I hear you. But in my mind, it was like, you're going to do everything you possibly can to make something work. And I actually failed at five businesses. So I, I, I wish I could say that I was just a immediate success out of the door of leaving and making this decision. Um, but I wasn't. I, I had a lot to learn about running a business before the, the even the idea of tutoring came on up as an idea because I was burnt out. I was burnt out from teaching. I was I was burnt out from the school system um, and my skills. I didn't know if I even had the skills. I, I had no self-confidence. And so uh, tutoring wasn't even the first thing that came up. I thought I just needed a complete reboot with let's try to find something else out there. Mm. So those five businesses, were they before all of this happened? And then you're like scared. I want to make sure I understand that. So you're like scared. You're like, I want to do this. But like in the past this didn't work out or can you kind of no. tell me about that? So yeah, so I, I left the school system and then I had a friend of mine um, approach me to join this network marketing company that ended up being like this complete scam. Had to end up taking $20,000 out of my retirement um, fund in order to pay for it. Um, and he was just, you know, all lovey-dovey, like you're going to be so successful in this and it's going to be so good for you and you can make so much more money so much faster. And I totally fell hook, line and sinker for it. And mm -hmm. I even had my husband get in on it. And I'm like, look, I need the voice of reason over here. Like, please listen to this guy. He was a good friend of ours. And um, I, I need you to see, is this a right path for me? And he agreed. We moved forward together in this. It wasn't like a solo decision. Um, but through that, I got to learn how to market online. And I got to really hear voices of how people run their business throughout it, um, throughout the entire experience. But it wasn't the right path for me. It was the right path for me to learn all the things not to do, but it was also the, also the right path for me to begin opening my mind on how to market online. So I learned a lot of things that I can do. I also learned a lot of things I can't do. Then I got creative. I was like, Etsy, I love being able to like, I love being able to make jewelry and I love to be able to crochet. Why don't I take my passion and I like make a business out of it? Yep. No. Um, the other one that I did is I ended up, and this is all within that year, that year that I was like supposed to be like discovering and figuring out what I was going to do and try to be successful. Um, after leaving the school system. And then I decided, oh, I'll start my own. I'll start my own business called Bright Idea Vacations, where like, you know how parents, they always want to go on vacation with their kids, but they also need alone time. Well, we could use those as learning vacations for the kids and they could learn, they could be reading and they could be like still, you know, diving into their interests and their subjects and, and all of this kind of stuff. But then they actually get to go out and experience it. Like we would go do like 
you know, Alaska and we would, you know, I would take the kids and we would be reading all these books and learning about Alaska. And then we'd actually go on out and go on an Iditarod, you know, you know, ski ride and those kinds of things. And let's just say nobody is typing into Google these kind of vacations. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm like, that's awesome. I would totally I do that. Wouldn't that be awesome? Because I yeah. was at that point in time, I was a mom who was like, I would love to go on vacation and have some alone time with my husband, but I would love to also have my kids be experiencing, you know, the amazing awesomeness of where it is that we're at. And so I thought it'd be cool to experience, you know, like the, you know, Northern Lights and, and those kinds of things. And and then I found out later on, there's this thing called world homeschoolers. Like there are homeschoolers that do this like all the time. Like they take their kids all over the world and they do that. I didn't know any of that stuff back then, but I was like, okay, nobody's actually typing in learning vacations. So they're not finding me. Right. And if you <laughs> come up with something that's so unique, I learned that people aren't searching for it. It's really hard to get the word on out there when you're just new in business to begin with. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a bigger audience following. Maybe if that was something that I were doing now maybe it would take off more and be more, you know, more lucrative. But um, at that point in time, I was really new to the whole business thing, setting up website and and being able to get the message out there and the marketing and all of that, right? Again, all the skills that were needed in order for me to start this online tutoring business. And then one day I woke up in bed and I had this epiphany. Like I literally like sat up and I was like, oh, it was that eureka moment. I know what I could do. I could tutor online. How many kids are struggling with reading, but they're too embarrassed to get help or the parents don't want them to be seen getting help or I could totally do this online, still be home with my own kids, but I know how to make this work. All I need are resources. And so then I started putting all the wrong things in place with my business because I have to learn by doing all the wrong things first, apparently. <laughs> and then I started putting the other pieces in place and, and, and the first year ended up with a completely successful online reading tutoring business where I got to work with kids from all over the world. That was back in 2010. It's now 2023, so it's 2023, so I'm still working. Uh, I got kids from all over the world, work with 20 students, um, make six figures, working 20 hours with just my students, and then the rest of the time I help other tutors with setting up and getting their businesses started. That's awesome. So let's go back to the network marketing thing. I think that yeah. I love that you said that because a lot of the women that I work with, in my, including myself, we all started with network marketing, or maybe not started with, but we dabbled in network marketing and we saw like, hmm, this is just not working. And I, I, I made a post on Facebook recently that said like, that is like the, the rite of passage when it comes to entrepreneurship. It's like, you know, it's tough. It's like, sometimes you're like, this is fucking bullshit, but yeah. you like learn those skills, like what you're saying. And what I've been realizing is I have a, a similar journey where, and I even talked about it on a podcast that's going to be launching soon about how I invested when I wasn't ready in certain things. And mm -hmm. like, why the hell did I do that? But now I'm like, oh, I have the resource for that. I bought that back then and now I could use it now. And so like, I just, it reminds me of a story of like our pastor uh, had mentioned was that his, his, uh, 
brother was in Haiti, who's a doctor and he was helping the people and they needed a heart monitor, but no one had a heart monitor. And some man comes in a native there. He comes in and he's like, look what I have. And he's like, where did you get that from? He's like, I want it. I don't know why I needed it, but I want it. And now we can use it <laughs> and it saved lives. And so anyways, <sighs> I think about like that journey with you and me and a lot of other women that, you know, we're trying to figure things out and it's in the wrong time. But yeah. when you think about it, I bet you learning those things sped up the process yes. when the things started to click, right? Yes. Oh, for yeah. sure. 100%. And I remember even like like turning to God and asking him, is this the right path for me? And he said, yes. Like I heard a very loud yes. And years later, I remember revisiting that thought. And I said, why did you lead me down that path? when it didn't lead to success? And the answer was, you had a lot of lessons that you needed to learn. And that was the fastest way for you to learn them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. Um, okay, so just a side note, I hope that you end up doing that vacation thing, because I think it sounds amazing. <laughs> Every, every single week, my son and I, he's a toddler, we have mommy and Ollie day. And so sometimes, you know, we'll go to the beach or whatever. But a lot of times I try to take him to the museum just so he can experience things and learn. So I need an itinerary for like Houston, Texas, like, oh, this is what you should do this day. But anyway, <laughs> so going back, um, let's talk about, the, let's say that a woman is a teacher right now. She's listening to all these things. What would you say is the first thing that she should do to get started and not diving all in because that can be scary for our nervous system, but like just like a small step that kind of can help her feel safe in taking bigger leaps later on? Yeah, absolutely. I would say, so the very first thing that I did, I think this was the most useful thing for me is I had my nephew who was struggling with reading at the time. I didn't charge anything for the services. I just said, hey, you guys are in Illinois. I'm in Wisconsin. I'm 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 thinking about doing online tutoring. I, I want to start this, but I know that there's things that I need to learn as I go through this process. Would you be willing in letting me work with your son? I won't charge anything. And, and seeing if this could be a good fit. Uh, I do think that getting that first student is sometimes the hardest part, right? And when it comes to it, but trying to figure out your system and your method and how am I going to go about this? Once you have a student, you begin figuring that out. So for me, I had to figure out, okay, well, what assessment do I need to use? What, what, do, what resources am I going to use to be able to help him? And I started figuring that all out with him. And one of the biggest mistakes I made was thinking that I needed to take all of the current resources that I had and I had to put them online somehow, digitize them somehow, because how else would I be able to teach without my stuff? Without realizing all that stuff is already online, I just need to know where to go to find it. So I was actually taking a lot of time-wasting actions. And really the the best action that I can take is get started with somebody that, you know, they're not paying for the services. You're, you're, you're able to still, you know, be kind and be giving and do the things because as teachers, we're givers. We love to give. We love to help. And I think that's the best way to reach out to someone in your close-knit community, whether it's a friend, a relative, or somebody that you could help and see, do you enjoy it? 
right? It's a very risk-free um, task that you can do because one-on-one is very different than what our teachers were forced to do a couple years ago, right? With a pandemic, it is not the same. Being able to teach an entire class of students online who are like, you know, seven and eight years old is not ideal, right? You can't see your kids. You can't interact with your kids. You don't have the resources to take a look at what are they doing? What mistakes are they making? How can I help them? One-on-one, you have the complete attention of that child that's in front of you. So it's a very different experience. So if you did go through, you know, virtual teaching with a classroom, that is not for me. Start with somebody that you can help, that you can start discovering would something like this be of something of interest? Because I found that I fell in love with teaching again. Like I felt that for the very first time, I now am actually able to teach in a way that I was never able to teach before. I can actually get feedback from the child, know what they need, and then be able to provide it for them. And as teachers, we thrive on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that because, yeah, like I know how I would hear teachers being very frustrated when it was COVID and teaching one to like many, but it's different. You're right. It's different mm-hmm. when it's one-to-one. You can get their attention a lot better. Like what is something that you wish you would have known at the beginning when you started all of this? Oh my gosh. That all the actions that I think I need to take are not the actions I should be taking. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like we think, okay, I'm starting a business. So the first thing that I need, I need to get my logo in place. I need to get my website in place. Um, I I need to figure out what my brand colors are going to be. I need to, <laughs> let's figure out those fonts. Yeah, that's going to be really, really important too. Okay. Um, oh, and let me get all the resources together to figure out what I'm going to need. And I cannot start until I have every lesson plan figured out before I start teaching somebody. And the thing is, teaching and tutoring are very different. So teaching, I do have to be planned and I do have to figure out what I'm going to teach. But in tutoring, it is very responsive teaching. So I'm teaching based off of the needs and where the child is and where they're struggling versus coming up with a predetermined path, which is what I have to do in the classroom setting so that I can also manage my classroom and not have chaos ensue, right? Hmm. But when I get to do the one-on-one, I have this opportunity to teach on demand and it's so much more exciting. It also means I don't have to do any of that lesson planning that I used to do. Um, I can I can let that go. I don't have to correct any homework. I can let that all go. And that's mm-hmm. very freeing to know that I can just be paid for the time that I put in for the teaching that I do. But yeah, we all take those same wrong actions in the beginning, getting that logo, getting that business card in place. If you're doing an online business, you, one of your first actions should not be a business card. Wait until the very first networking event you're going to be doing in person and then make business cards. By then, you'll probably have a website that won't change because a lot of times we're coming up with a free website when we get started. Mm -hmm. And then we decide, oh, wait, I have to get a URL for my website because that's going to have better traction on my business. And then you get the URL. Now, every single one of your business cards has just changed and is useless because you have a different website now. Mm Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so those are just some of those beginning mistakes we all make. Yeah, yeah. I love that you said that I saw a very, just some similarities here. So teaching is different from tutoring. And what I saw the parallels to is that teaching, aka a course creator, I'm thinking about the people that I, I work with, is different from coaching. 
it's different from the tutoring. So I, I see the parallels. Yeah. Tutoring is like coaching. Teaching is like being a yes. course creator. And yes. so you get to be reactive, right? Yes. And yes, that is exactly. It is more fun. I, I agree. Like, I love coaching as like, oh, okay, like, what are we working on today? What are we, because you get to customize and you get to really truly walk with someone on their journey in that sense. Yes. yes. So um, there's one question that I, about you that I want to ask is, and then we'll go back to this other question. Sorry. I have like all these questions coming up right now. <laughs> so based off of the things that you're telling me, I'm just trying to guess, um, did you know what your human design type is? No. You don't, do you know about human design? No. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to find out your human design because I'm like, hmm, she sounds like a manifesting generator. She likes all these different things. And she's like a person that takes action. She likes response. You're going to have to check it out. We'll, we'll talk about it yeah. off the, the show later. Yeah. But so when you're helping women, or I guess it's not necessarily just women, but when you're helping teachers grow their or start their tutoring business, do you also help them not only you know, this, the one-on-one, -on -one, like the consumer. So like their, their, their student, but do you also help them set up a business where they can have other tutors? So kind of like an agency model. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's a scaling model, right? So I always tell people start doing it yourself. See if this is something that you want to do. And if you love it, then you can begin on the scaling model and figure out a path of growth. So there are different types of scaling models. I can obviously hire other tutors and scale that way. I can start doing group classes and scale that way. Um, or I could also bring in another element into my business and scale that way. Maybe it is course design and bringing in courses that kids could go through where they don't need as much of your one-on-one -on -one time um as as you're providing right now with the with the tutoring and it can help be something that more people could um tap on into hmm. and does this work with the online tutoring does it work with like any type of subject yeah it does okay. you know what i think it would surprise you to probably learn that i actually work with um three and four year olds sometimes specifically in reading so i have mm -hmm. a lot of parents um they know that their child is ready to read. Like, they're like they know their alphabet letters, they know the sounds, but they're not learning it when they go to preschool. Like they're not really, I know they're further ahead, but, and they're ready to learn to read now. And so I have some of those parents reach on out to me. So it can be really useful for kids age three, all the way up to adult. Um, in any subject, I work with a lot of people who are uh, college professors that work with students in college. I work with a lot of people who are ESL teachers. And so they teach English as a second language or they teach other foreign languages as well uh, with, with, with people from all over the world. So yeah, this is a model that can work with anything that you truly have a desire to be able to teach other people to do. Mm, awesome. Yeah. I kind of I wondered, like, would it help with science and math and all the yes. things? So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on here. I had fun. And uh, you taught me some things. <laughs> Yay. So before we um, get off, there's a couple of questions I always ask people. The first one is, where can people find you if they want to come connect with you? Yeah, you can find me at onlinetutorcoach.com. And if you go to onlinetutorcoach.com slash 50, I have a free gift. It's called uh, 50 Plus Ways to Be Able to Get Online Tutoring Students because that's the very first thing that we need to start doing is being able to get our students. And then um, I also have a free group on Facebook called The Ultimate Support Group for Online Tutors. Awesome. Great. And then the last question, which is like a... Uh, a surprise question is, what are you reading right now or listening to on Audible? The Dyslexic Advantage. 
dyslexic advantage. Okay. Yeah. I like to put it in the show notes so people get to read whatever it is that the the guests are reading, kind of connect to them in a different level too. So, well, thank you so much for this. This was so lovely. And I'll catch you next time on the next episode of The Aligned Businesswoman. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Aligned Businesswoman podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Ann Miller, and I'm so excited to share some good news with you. Head over to the show notes so you can grab your free gift and make sure to leave a review and join me inside the Aligned Businesswoman Facebook group. Until next week, bye-bye, my love.